Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The president on Friday said a, a, a few other things that were flat wrong, Mr. Secretary. Here he is on the threat from al-Qaeda. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? But... A U.N. report this summer says that al-Qaeda is present in 15 of the 34 provinces of Afghanistan. And General Milley said this summer that if the Taliban fell, that he was, or rather took over Kabul, that he was going to have to upgrade the terror threat from al-Qaeda. What the president said just wasn't true. Yeah, that's a problem. That is a problem. And so he's talking with Secretary of State a. Blinken. Um, My wife Blinken. didn't get that joke. I had to explain it to her yesterday. A. Blinken. A. Blinken. Anthony Blinken. A. Blinken. There you go. <laughs> Maybe it's just not fun enough. Funny enough. It's like this. What I, I just came across this joke. This is kind of funny, a joke. I'll take should have deleted those old pat- podcast episodes for 800. That's a pretty funny joke. <laughs> good. Yeah, that is a good joke. If you're familiar with that story. Um, but ba- back to Abe Lincoln. Um, let's hear uh, which one do we want to get? Because we, we went through some of these earlier and discussed. It's good. Uh, yeah, let's let's go with 41 there. And Mr. Secretary, the, the president, sir, the president Please. said Al Qaeda is gone. Simple question. Is Al Qaeda gone from Pakistan, uh, from Afghanistan? Al Qaeda's capacity uh, to do what it did on 9-11 to attack us, to attack our partners or allies uh, from Afghanistan is vastly, vastly diminished. Is it gone? Are there are there Al Qaeda uh, members and uh, and remnants in Afghanistan? Yes, but what the president was referring to was its capacity to do what it did on 9/11, and that capacity has been very successfully diminished. Keeping in mind what it did on 9/11 was buy some airplane tickets and brandish box cutters. That doesn't take a lot of uh, capacity. Well, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, the president stated that Al Qaeda is not there anymore. That was our goal to get rid of Al Qaeda. They're no longer there, so we don't need to be there immediately afterwards, his State Department and Pentagon had spokesmen saying the exact opposite because they didn't feel like they could stand up there and say that um, because they know it's not a case. There, more than half the provinces have al-Qaeda pre- presence in Afghanistan, according to our Pentagon and State Department. So the question is, are, does the, that information not get to the president? Is he l- lying on purpose? Does he not read his notes? Does, or is he non mentis? Or do they tell him and then he just sticks with the narrative because he forgets? I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I mean, he's got to know, I would think, that people are going to come on cable news right after him and say just the opposite from his own administration. I think this is a guy who's had a hard time with the truth his entire career. He makes stuff up. He exaggerates. He pulls stuff out of thin air. You think, how the hell did he decide to say that? Then you combine that with dementia, and anything's liable to come out of his mouth. There's I a got poll, hairy in fact, legs. In fact, in fact, they confronted him with CBS News poll. A majority of Americans don't think he's up to the job. All of a sudden. So this this is a crisis. This is serious stuff. By the way, I love that line about, is Al-Qaeda gone? Well, they've 
their capacity to blah, blah, blah. You know, we had squirrels in our attic once, and Judy put me in charge of getting rid of them, contacting who I had to or whatever. Next time that happens, when she says, Joe, or the squirrel's gone, and tell her, sweetheart, the capacity of the squirrels <laughs> to scratch the ceiling when we're trying to sleep and hide nuts among the rafters has been serious. Now, there may be some ragtag vestiges of squirreldom up there. Some, wh- what was the term he used? Some, I can't remember. But, uh, honey, th- those squirrels uh, lack the capacity to do us any harm. Maggie Haberman, New York Times, spent uh, five years beating up Trump, but had this on Saturday morning, I think. Biden's inaccurate claims in defending Afghanistan withdrawal. The New York Times. The president made misleading or false claims about their reaction of allies to withdrawal, the presence of al-Qaeda, and conditions for Americans traveling to the Kabul airport. So all three of his main points were completely false, according to the New York freaking Times, which is absolutely amazing. I was watching it on ABC News, and David Muir was uh, anchoring the coverage on Friday when the president gave his speech. As soon as it was over, David Muir said, The president said he has no intelligence that the Americans have not been able to get to the Kabul airport. The question, obviously, does that square with reporting on the ground? Ian Pinnell, Ian, who was in Kabul, said, I mean, just totally not. Immediately. In fact, it was the opposite. We live in a world where the president of the United States, and I know this happened under Trump, but now with a different administration, and this was a guy that was supposed to bring back the old norms. The president of the United States gives a speech, and ABC News, NBC News, these aren't cable news channels. Your main networks say what the president just said, a bunch of it is just not true. I don't know how you survive as a country like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's run 42, more fun with Chris Wallace and Anthony Blinken. Here's another statement that the president made that was flat wrong. I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've got the exact opposite thing is we're acting with dispatch. We're acting, committing to what we said we would do. But Armin Laschet, the likely successor to German Chancellor Merkel, said this is the biggest debacle that NATO has seen since its foundation. And here is the chairman of the British Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee. To see their commander-in-chief call into question the courage of men I fought with, to claim that they ran, it's shameful. Those who have never fought for the colors they fly should be careful about criticizing those who have. Uh, Does this tape not have the reply? And then Chris Wallace says, what happened to that? We played it earlier. That's yeah, weird. Go ahead. The next one. Mr. Secretary, does the president not know what's going on? This is an incredibly emotional time uh, for, for many of us, uh, and including allies and partners. From the get-go, uh, I've spent more time with our NATO partners in Brussels virtually uh, from before the president made okay. his decision he, he to never when he made comes his decision. It's, point, no, by the it's, way. You can cut. So, it's, but here's, here's a question. Was he trying to suggest that, look... Our NATO partners got a little upset. They said stuff they don't mean. No, 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 no. That that you can't answer a question like that. If 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 somebody says, "Does the president know what's going on?" You need to say, "Yes, of course." You can't start into some look. Everybody's very emotional right now. What? I just asked you if the president is acquainted with reality, Chris. We're all very emotional. 
hell is that? His own Secretary of State wouldn't flat out say, yes, the president knows what's going on. He's been leading every meeting we've ever been in. He's very aware of all the particulars, blah, 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 blah. He didn't say that. And Why? The guy's a pretty be- seasoned hand. Is he just trying to hold on to his own credibility? I mean, because he wasn't even willing to unleash a... Uh, you've played these uh, tapes out of context, Chris. Uh, what the president was trying to suggest was that... Blah, and then you make up some crap. I mean, Jen Psaki does it every day from the from the uh, you know the press room, but he didn't even do that. He just went off on a tangent, like he didn't hear the question. Yikes. God, I hate to sound like Rachel Maddow circa 2018 where she was constantly diagnosing Trump as, you know, completely mentally ill, and this is a constitutional crisis every day. Right. But is it possible that the Secretary of State, uh, the, the, uh, the State Department and the Pentagon went out on Friday and they thought, look, I'm, I'm not going to put my career on the line by backing up what he just said, and came out and said what was true. Look, Al-Qaeda is all over the place. People are having lots of trouble getting to the airport. Um, what was the other big big lie of the three? There's oh, been no criticism by yeah, our allies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, just, they just couldn't do that. They just couldn't do it. So breaking news, by the way, this just in, German foreign minister said, the chaotic situation at Kabul airport has worsened in the last few hours. It is extremely doubtful that Americans can be evacuated by August 31st. Wow. Wow. So not only is Biden absolutely and immediately contradicted by his own cabinet, but now you have the German fella feeling the need to come out and say what time it is. So to me, the question right now is not so much. Well, I don't need to answer the question is Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. There are enough reporters and legit people in different departments saying they are. So the question is that we really need answered. Did the president say that knowingly? That would be better, actually. Lying would be better than dementia, right? Yeah, in a way, yeah. I think so. I think lying would be better than dementia. Yeah, in in terms of national security, yes, clearly. He either said the opposite of what is true on purpose trying to mislead the country, which ain't cool, and he got pantsed immediately by everybody from the New York Times to ABC News to his own Pentagon. Or he just is completely out of touch with reality. I would not be shocked if the 25th Amendment thing happened, like, within a week. No. I'm not saying it's going to. Yes. I want dementia Biden better than Kamala Harris. I'll take doesn't know his own name Biden over Kamala Harris. You know, I wish I could not claim, uh, I wish I didn't have to admit that I stole this line, but I was talking about Kamala Harris with uh, somebody who's not been familiar with her as long as Californians have, and uh, and he said she comes off as like Hillary Clinton, but less charming and with less intelligence. Come on now. So, wow, less she- charming than Hillary. Oof. Uh, Hillary had a serious charm problem, but I think yes, she would have been. Yes. Com- yes. If, if she was vice president right now, I wouldn't have a problem with her stepping into the role of trying to deal with the Pentagon and the State Department and what's going on in the Middle East. She's got she had all the chops for that. Kamala Harris. No. What in no. her background puts her in a position where she could handle any of this? No. <laughs> Nothing, nothing. She is a a mediocrity in every sense of the word. She has no instinct. She has no principles. She has no experience. It's terrible. 
That's a question for you on the text line. Senile Biden doesn't know his own name, Biden or Kamala Harris. Which would you rather have? I'm voting. Oh, I'm voting. You have to lead him to the bathroom, Biden. Oh my! God. This is an incredibly emotional time uh, yeah, exactly. for for many of us. Uh, is that what he meant? Look, if somebody wait ever asks you, wait a minute, wait a minute, is that what he meant? If somebody ever asks you. Is Jack at all competent? I'd appreciate it if you just answer yes, as opposed to, look, these are an emotional. (laughs) (laughs) These are emotional times in the radio industry. So many challenges. He was walking around pantless, Joe. Answer the question. Chris. So emotional. Text line 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Keep forgetting to mention, just in case it sounds weird, I don't know if it does or not, but we're working from our own homes because we got exposed to COVID on Friday, and so we got a... I don't know what we're supposed to do. I haven't checked in with anybody. We're supposed to quarantine for 10 days or get a test or stand on our head and spit wooden nickels? Exactly. Uh, This breaking news, we'll talk about Afghanistan again, some of the particulars coming up, but this just out, the Taliban has rejected the United States pulling out past August 31st, calling it a red line. So yesterday, the president went on TV again, and somehow I missed that one, but uh, the president came on TV yesterday and said, we may have to stay past August 31st. The Taliban is saying, no, you're not. That's our red line. You're leaving. And we so, still have ten to 15,000 people there in and around Kabul and Afghanistan, and we're getting them out at a trickle's pace, right? Well, um, got out like 6,000 yesterday. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. Well, that's 6,000 people. Uh, they're, they're not all Americans, no. right? They're uh, and, refugees or what have you. And the 31st is only a week away, so. Yeah. Yeah, brutal. Uh, On not-quite-so-serious news, we thought you might enjoy this. Mike Richards was the guy who was supposed to take over for Alex Trebek and become the new permanent host of Jeopardy. Canceled! Uh, Canceled! uh, He, he, back in the day, a number of years ago, was doing a behind-the-scenes at the Price is Right podcast. Um, and he, he said various uh, things that uh, evidently are not uh, not good by today's Jeopardy host hiring standards. We thought we would play you a, a montage of them. Michael, fire away. To the point to where Beth got a job being a, was it a booth hoe? Is that right? Yes. At, at CES? a booth babe. I don't think yeah. they use the word hoe for that. <laughs> what is a booth babe? A booth, a booth slut is someone who dresses up in very provoc- provocative clothes. I said I was in a uh-huh. t-shirt. Everyone's going to wear one pieces and look really frumpy and overweight. That's so funny because no one's overweight. But but they all look right, terrible in the picture. Yeah, they look fat and, and like not good in the picture. It's bad. Oh, my God. You you're look great. Hilarious. You look like a Sports Illustrated model. And then you've got one piece Malones on either side of you, <laughs> which are like, just horrible. I- That's amazing. If you gave away money that was given to you by the government, that's the <laughs> circle of no life. No, Mike, it was just That's a the sound of America going down the toilet. I thought that she needed it. And that's it. it. It's right in the middle of the sentence for some reason. 
<laughs> so uh, that first one, I wouldn't say those things. Um, and, you know, if you listen to this program, we're not always uh, perfectly in step with what's good natured. Um, but I wouldn't say booth slut or booth hoe for those women who get dressed up scantily for that stuff. Um, but does that keep you from being the host of Jeopardy? I guess it does. I mean, what keeps you what's from answering crowd? questions in the form of answers? <laughs> <laughs> what's the Jeopardy crowd? Blue hairs with nothing else to do. I mean, who watches Jeopardy? Probably I, I, I a pretty conservative. I mean, lifestyle, not politics. Probably conservative crowd. But they yeah, wouldn't but have the known idea about this that if you pro- hadn't brought it forward. Exactly. The idea that a performer who does a certain thing, whether it's asked questions in the form of answers or sings or acts or, you know, uh, you know, hosts a, a news show, whatever, in his spare time or when he's doing stuff, doing other stuff, he doesn't act like he's doing that job. You know why? Because no, he's not no, doing that job. No, no, no. We have to be under the impression that Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek and all these people, that's the way they are all of the time. 24 hours a day. Very wholesome and quiet and dignified. And that's what they are because they're game shows. Saints. They're saints. They've never committed a sin, never said anything rude, never got a little drunk and had a hoot with their friends and, and cracked wise. No, of course not. Because if they this, have, they can't be hosts. But this is just trolling, right? Just for the sake of trolling? Because I understand when you dig up some politicians' tweets from years ago to ruin them, you want somebody else in there. But who wants to bring down the host of... Jeopardy, who cares? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, there are some stories that cut through. There are some stories that are really big, uh, that have a lot of different parts to them. We thank you for trusting us to bring you this story about Afghanistan. Please remember the soldiers on the ground, the Marines on the ground, the efforts that the U.S. military is making every night to bring people home. That's the biggest part of this story, and they're in harm's way uh, to help this country. So we've all seen the video of the woman passing the baby over the wall and the Marines taking that, and that's happened a couple of times. I tweeted out a video um, like at, at the, the gate or one of the gates to the airport. I tweeted out a video of um, people trying to get in and the Marines trying to deal with that. And it was, it was pretty good because it's got sound, and it's just an onslaught of humans, and some of them are little kids and some of them are women, and it's people, and those Marines are like, Sometimes they let one through just kind of randomly, and then sometimes they push him back. And it's just, I mean, it would be a, a nonstop judgment call of doing the right thing as a human being. And well, I can't imagine that pressure. I can't imagine that pressure and how they're not going to completely snap. Right, right. Well, and there are people getting trampled and crushed in those those scenes and, and whippings by the Taliban and the rest of it. and. Overnight or yesterday, somebody was taking pot shots. Uh, a sniper, they think, was taking shots at some of the Afghan guards who were working with us. So uh, the situation is not improving. No, and we uh, we mentioned the, uh, the representative from Germany just said that things have gotten significantly worse in the last couple of hours at the Kabul airport. But the president of the United States uh, came on TV yesterday and said we may have to extend the deadline for getting people out beyond August 31st. To try to make sure we can get everybody out, we have currently evacuated 37,000 people in the last week. Um, 
But if you include uh, Americans and Afghans, there's something like 100,000 people that that should get out, close to 100,000. So 37,000 people have gotten out so far. As to extending the deadline, this is Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska on one of the news channels yesterday. Which clip? 45? I'm sorry. The president needs to step up and be the commander in chief. Number one, we need enough troops to be sure we can evacuate our, all our people. Number two, we need to damn these deadlines. August 31 was a stupid, arbitrary, politically driven deadline. The Taliban needs to know they don't dictate the timetable on American lives. We need to push out the perimeter well beyond Karzai Airport. We need to have an urgent meeting of the National Security Council and the president's DOD team to figure out if we should be retaking Bagram. We need the Taliban to know that we're going to get our people and the allies are going to be able to get their people. And our people are obviously American citizens, but they're also all those special immigrant visa holders who risk their lives on behalf of Americans to take the fight to Al-Qaeda and the Taliban over there so we didn't have to fight them here. We need the president to actually talk to our allies, not ignore their calls for days at a time. We need the president to unleash cyber command to make sure that all the images that have been taken of our allies and our friends over there at the these checkpoints where the Taliban are beating these heroes. We need to make sure those images can't be used for their hit list to go and gather and kill these people. And we need Cyber Command to be active. We need the president to make absolutely clear that we will finish the mission. We will save all of our people. And our, their plan, I'm against the withdrawal plan, but that's, as you said, not the question for today's debate. Um, but the president's plan is to leave Afghanistan. But he needs the Taliban to know, and al-Qaeda and the Haqqani Network and al-Qaeda allies and ISIS to understand that he may well change his mind on the departure if any fire comes down on Americans as we're evacuating our people. So Senator Sass said it was a ridiculous, arbitrary deadline, August 31st, and we need to extend it. Well, the Taliban, and we shouldn't let the Taliban dictate to us. Well, the Taliban's attempting to dictate to us, as they just came out a little bit ago. A Taliban spokesman warned that the United States would be crossing a red line if the Biden administration keeps any troops in Afghanistan past its declared August 31st deadline. If they extend it, that means they are extending occupation. It will create mistrust between us. If they are intent on continuing the occupation, it will provoke a reaction, said the Taliban spokesman. Well, interesting. That's some posturing. Red line, Obama. Hmm. But they hold Uh, all the cards. It's posturing when they hold all the cards. You're not leaving? Okay, screw it. Go ahead. And then just start machine gunning everybody that's crowded there around the airport. Now, who's going to stop unleash them? holy hell on them? I don't think that would be in their interest either. We've been unleashing holy hell on them for for years and years and years. They're still around. They're stronger now than they were when we went in the first time with a hundred thousand troops. Yeah, yeah. But I was reminded that the Taliban came begging for a deal after we routed them in two thousand one, and uh, Donald Rumsfeld and George W. said, "Nope, no way, no deal for you. Uh, we're going to just continue on. We're going to build a democracy." So, whoops. Well, I, I can't. I, I'm totally unwilling to even try to predict what's likely to happen. The situation is incredibly volatile. Virtually the entire range of possibilities are, are equally likely. What's that uh, saying about when somebody tells you who they are or shows you who they are, believe them? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we know who the Taliban And so it's the Taliban. Now, the re- did you follow these reports over the weekend that ISIS is in charge of security there? Or Al-Qaeda? I, or I missed that somehow. Okay, yeah, there's some group with, I think it was ISIS, that had been put in charge of security there with the Taliban to, to monitor the airport. I think these people at some point become who they are. 
they're suicide bombers. They're people that actually believe that if they die, they're going to a paradise with all the virgins and everything like that. They're more than happy. We've seen it all over the world, right? They're more than happy to drive a truck into a building and blow themselves up to kill people just out of nowhere. You've got them all here in a crowd lined up with the world watching. I just think at some point they show they become who they are over this next right. week. I hope not. Well, I think they already are in a way. The president said we've got to stay past the 31st. They say you absolutely can't. We have a week to get the rest of our people out. And then uh, you have this. This is uh, David Fox, who's an American in Afghanistan, clip number 31. But let me be clear. Any American wants to come home, we will get you home. President Biden defending the chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. We have no indication that they haven't been able to get in Kabul through the airport. We've made an agreement with the with the Taliban thus far. They've allowed them to go through. I can say definitively that that is completely untrue. David Fox is an American still in Afghanistan. The only way that you can actually get to the U.S. Marines is by fighting your way in. Just by pure physical, you know, brutal force. That was one of several reporters that said that. Immediately after the president spoke on Friday, I had ABC and NBC News with their people on the ground saying, that's just not true. And then the chairman of the Joint Chiefs comes out later that afternoon and says the same thing. Yeah, there are a lot of, there's lots of violence. It's extremely difficult. You probably shouldn't even try to go to the airport. Getting back to the question, the question. Did Biden think he could slip one by us? Does he not understand new media that, hey, there are people reporting on Twitter like I can see it live from Kabul, so you can't just make stuff up like presidents used to be able to do? Thanks, Twitter. Um, does, does he not get that, or is he misinformed? Or de- he's just demented. <laughs> How I, demented I, would you have to be if you if you had some sort of briefing where they said, yeah, People can't get to the airport. There's Al-Qaeda all over the place. And then you go out and say, Al-Qaeda's gone, and you can walk to the airport. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're like Patrick the Starfish at that point. You know, I've never, oh, an unfortunate comparison. Uh, I've never had Alzheimer's, and I pray I never do. But uh, I can absolutely see him up there under pressure. A uh, combination of nerves, lack of memory, confusion, and just just saying stuff because he has to say something, but not really being moored to the truth. He has, he's, has no memory of what is anymore, I don't think. Plus, he's always a guy who's played fast and loose with reality, so I just, I just don't know how bad it's going to get and how long it's going to go before something definitive is done. I, I would be willing to wager substantial sums, sums of money that my earlier prediction that he would serve two years in a day, I don't think he makes it that long. I think that's a long shot at this point. Next Tuesday is the 31st. Week from tomorrow. Yeah. And the good. Taliban's saying, you're not staying a day past that. It's our red line. Uh, or you'll What? Well, they have a lot of or what's they can do. A lot of or what's. A lot of options. They can close down that airport. They can start murdering people. Um, What's our or what? I don't know. If I'm in charge of the Taliban, and this is as close as I'm going to come to a prediction, if I'm in charge, uh, as the 31st approaches, I'll say, look, we told you no. We told you you got to the 31st. You agreed to it. Now you're violating the agreement. Uh, let's see. It'll cost you. Here's what it'll cost you. 
We need the proverbial, you know, remember that Iran deal when you sent like $400 million on a pallet? Just the greenbacks, just Benjamins. Uh, we'd like, uh, I don't know, what, what do you think, uh, Maboob? What do you, what do you think, Abdullah? Yeah, we need uh, three quarters of a billion dollars. We'll give you a week. I think you grab him by the beard. <laughs> every every everything should start with that. I love where this is going. You grab him by the beard, and you go bit a bitza. I mean, bomb him back to the Stone Age. Although, so I was comparing earlier of how similar this is to Vietnam. That before the Tet Offensive, in which a hundred cities were attacked in a long, strategically planned out, coordinated attack from the north to to the south. Um, we were saying things are going better than ever. I think we're going to be wrapping this up soon. All our intelligence on the ground says everything's good. So they're decimated. They have no offensive capabilities. Right. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the other, um, the other similarity, and now it's flitted out of my head. What were we just talking about? Grab them by the beard. <laughs> they cut my beard and forced me to eat it. Well, now that's one card we do have. <laughs> you grab them by the beard. And you threaten. Oh, uh, one of the other points was, um, and uh, the Secretary of Defense under Kennedy, the uh, the wise guy that ran Ford. Oh, uh, child genius that ran Ford. No, not Westmoreland. Oh. Um, McNamara. No. Ah, yes, Robert McNamara. Um, yeah, yeah. He um, he said he he came to realize that because they were such a primitive civilization. You can't bomb people that are like 50 years from the Stone Age back to the Stone Age. They actually used that term. We're going to bomb them back to the Stone Age. Then realized they're basically living a Stone Age existence. There's nothing you can do to them. And I think that's the case with the Taliban. You're going to bomb us back to the Stone Age. I'm a goat herder who, you know, lives in a dirt cave. I live in the Stone Age. And that, that there, there is a lot of truth to that. You can't, it's very difficult to damage a society that is living such, there are no targets. There's no communication center or rail line or. Sure. What are you going to bring down their skyscrapers? I mean, there are a couple of buildings in Kabul, but yeah, that and, and the history of, of warfare shows that with the exception of the atomic bomb, often uh, bombing campaigns like that, they solidify the spirit yep. of the people. That's what happened in Vietnam. They don't destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so I don't know what you think. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. It's going to be pretty interesting to see how the president responds to the new red line from the Taliban. Um, maybe we'll hear that today. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Down a dirty road. The Taliban want to shut down schools. They want to shut down bars, theaters. Oh, wait, that's California. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I see you with the masks, and of course we're all safe here. Uh, no, they're talking now about boosters. That people need boosters. Johnson and Johnson says this time they're really going to try. <laughs> they said the last one was just baby shampoo and aloe, but we can do better. Wow, I like the California joke. 
Yeah, that was pretty good. good you know, I was going to follow follow up with a little more COVID stuff, but this is astounding. The uh, This is just a, a partial list of the military hardware that now is arming the Taliban. This is our stuff. You bought this stuff. 75,000 war vehicles, including light and medium tactical vehicles, Humvees, mine-resistant ambush-protected vehicles, the MRAPs, and armored personnel carriers. For example, the nearly 1,000 mine-resistant vehicles cost up to $767,000 each. Three-quarters of a million dollars each, and they have nearly 1,000 of them. Two hundred eight airplanes. 208 airplanes and helicopters, including the including 20 A-29 Super Tucano attack aircraft, they cost $21.3 million each, and they got yeah. 20 of them. I don't know if they're going to find anybody that can fly them. No, and they'll lack the spare parts, but they can sell them to the Chinese. They, they know how to use these 600,000 rifles, machine guns, shotguns, and howitzers transferred to Afghan security forces now in the clutches of the Taliban. 25,000 grenade launchers and 2,500 howitzers, the modern-day cannon. Again, paid for by American taxpayers. There had to be a better way to get out than letting all that equipment fall into the hands of the Taliban. The president uh, no, can't... No, no, I wouldn't change anything. There's no way to do it without chaos. You wouldn't change anything? No. No, who could have foreseen this? You can't let all that stuff fall into the hands of the enemy. I mean, that's just... Wow, that is really malpractice. Yeah, and that, that moment that you gave us a, a part of... Uh, no one could have foreseen this, uh, but I baked it in to the calculations. Okay, Mr. President. We had contingency plans for exactly. every foreseeable outcome. Okay. That, Including and, this one. So part of the plan was making sure they got 600,000 rifles. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, just incredible. Anyway, what I was going to say about the vid, a couple of things. Number one, the uh, the Pfizer vaccine has gotten full approval from the FDA, which opens the door for mandates in your employer, your government office, your school, whatever. You must get jabbed or they will fire you, which is going to open up a hell of an angry can of worms. And then this from Mississippi. <laughs> I'd like some canned angry worms. <laughs> In Mississippi, the state's Department of Health sent out an alert warning that those who test for positive test positive for the Wuhan uh, lab fever that don't isolate for ten days, they face up to five years in prison and a fine of up to five thousand dollars. Whoa! If you show your Chinese bat fevered face after you get a positive test, look out! You have stolen my dreams, my childhood. With your final thoughts, how dare you? <laughs> that, might, that might be my favorite one ever. That's pretty good. <laughs> Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up from our homes, uh, several of us, because of the Chinese bat fever? Uh, Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought? Yeah, I was just thinking here. Hold on a second, guys. Thanks for calling Batteries Plus. How may I help you? <laughs> We're open till 8. Thank you very much. Yeah, the uh, trend of people working two jobs from home on the sly. Very, very amusing. Uh, we don't, we're not connected to young Alex, are we? I don't know. He's at his house. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. No? Okay, Jack, a final thought? Yeah, we're all at our own homes because uh, we all got exposed to somebody that tested positive for COVID. And so current protocol is... 
we do this for a day or 10 days or the rest of our lives, or I'm not exactly sure what the rules are. Um, there are advantages and disadvantages from working from my own bedroom. I mean, I like the coffee situation better. And the bathroom's cleaner at work. God, I would admit the bathroom is cleaner at work. So gross. So the question foremost in my mind, my final thought is, will there be a major open discussion of the president's mental capabilities in the next week? I'm thinking, yes, it's already begun. It will get more bold, although the president, I'm sorry, the White House will try as hard as they can to hide him and prevent that discussion. It's possible that 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 that's already way further down the road than we realize that everybody's protecting him. Who knows? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can drop us an email if there's something we ought to be talking about. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can get yourself some fine swag. And most importantly, if you missed any segment of the show or you want to hear the One More Thing podcast, you can download it. Armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Don't interact with them and just shut up about it. True you. Oh, Lord. I don't want to hear a blip from you. I'm going to call my lawyer. Gun. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. You do not know what you are talking about. And we'll be back with more. Which was an exchange of idiocies. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's go out with a bang. This is an incredibly emotional time uh, for for many of us. Uh, are you shitting me? On that high note, thank you all very much. <laughs> 